Hook them up with E and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Yeah, man, jam-packed. So many top stories today. The Michigan Big Ten situation took a huge twist yesterday, late yesterday, for Jim Harbaugh. Then his brother John coached the Ravens to a big win on Thursday night football. Not Harbaugh. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian weighed in on how to solve the sign-stealing issues pretty easily in college football, passionately uh, arguing for uh, the wireless headset communication we've talked about. We hear Sark coming up. Also got uh, news from College Station involving the new the replacement for Jimbo Fisher. Uh, it's got a lot going on, Rod. A lot uh, going on. It's a Friday, baby. Yeah, F1 race. Oh, Somebody yeah. on the text line said, I was in Vegas in March, and they were already getting ready for the F1 race. They had to repave and regrade all the streets. What a nightmare. Yeah, this investment into this, I mean, I, I was looking at some video, you know, you know all the crossover bridges that go over the strip? Oh, yeah. All covered up. Like, they put up film so that you can't, you can't get, see it. Can't just you got to buy a ticket, bro. Yeah, you guys are there, yeah. Well, they, they say easy. it's for safety concerns. They don't nah. want them to be overcrowded and throwing stuff. And oh, that could be true, too. That's true, but they also yeah. want you to buy a ticket. They're, they're extremely overpriced tickets for the F1 race. Now, this is a logistical, I mean, what, we do a 30 for 30 on that in addition yeah. to the Connor Stallion story. They got to be they turned you know, one of the busiest cities in the world into a racetrack. Did you see why I got shut down yesterday? Yeah, the manhole cover. Yeah. No, but I mean, I'm sorry. I'm, I, was, I was doing something. But not, the, no, no, you're cutting, ticket, cutting audio. I you seen it. the ticket sales? Because they were these tickets they're, were originally, they good or bad? They were originally like going for like $2,000 in the secondary market. And then like yesterday, uh, I think the they race plummeted. day, it's like 250 bucks to get in. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, what, they, they, come, they, they were originally of, crazily overpriced. What what happened to drop the uh, price just because? Demand. Demand. Nobody's and a lot of tickets people, available than they thought there would be. Yeah, a lot of people bought them all up expecting to make a lot of money on the secondary market and now are taking huge losses. Mm, yeah, you. there you go. I you. Well, I mean, they're taking over the city. Uh, so if you live there, <laughs> it's a nightmare, to say the least. I mean, think about Kodo, Kodo when the Circuit of Americas is here. That causes enough problems. It's and way it's out way there. Out there. <laughs> <laughs> this race is downtown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is right through the strip. No, this is they did this for spectacle, but it's bringing some issues, and that'll Dang. be happening. And again, it's ten o'clock local time. It'll start tomorrow night, hmm. and so it's midnight our time. Uh, at midnight Sunday morning, essentially, is when that race will start. Um, so they're, and they're trying to practice and qualify, do all that overnight, essentially. So yeah, that's a mess. All right, Rod, I'll explain my uh, my National Fast Food Day thing to you coming up. This yeah, please, don't do what I think you cause I, I'm going to tell you what I did, okay? And you can you can judge me. That's fine. I am going to judge you. That's perfectly fine. I know I do. We also have an update on the uh, peanut allergy story from Lake Travis that we talked about last week We uh, from the from the mother's mouth, actually. Oh, really? Uh, as the second round of the high school playoffs begin tonight. Uh, Rod will take you with a rant coming up uh, about 10 minutes from now. We'll get the headlines here. But, sorry, it's National Fast Food Day. And, you know, during the show yesterday we talked about it, I was craving fast food. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, I don't ever eat fast food. I'm going to go do that. So here's – here's you you judge this, Rod. What did you choose out okay. of all the choices? So let me explain the day. So the day ended at 11. Our show ended at 11. And then I immediately jumped on and did my the new podcast with Mike Craven. Right, of Dave Campbell's Texas football. That's we, good stuff. we record two a week. We recap game one, the game, then we preview the game. So that should be coming out today, the Eyes on Texas podcast. Like that. So we recorded that. Uh, then I had a Zoom call with the with the office. You know what I'm saying? I had, I had work calls to do. Uh, so and then I had a meet. I had a, a pre-planned uh, uh, meeting. I had to be at with Dr. Greg Eckert out at his place out on Far West. Okay, so that was my day. So it was pretty busy. So on my way leaving to go see Dr. Eckert uh, and do some digital recording out there, uh, I. I hadn't eaten anything, Rod. By the time the podcast and my Zoom calls were over, I was, it was like 1.30. I was starving. Fumes. 
So I just grabbed something out of the fridge and made a turkey wrap and take some pretzels and something else, some old chicken, whatever. So I ate that in the car. Like, I, I scarfed it down while driving to Dr. Eckert's office. Oh, that's not – that's, that's no way to enjoy your meal. No. So I get there. We do it. And now it's like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. We're done. But my stomach, I did, scarfing down lunch in, my, in the car Mm-mm. was not a good idea. No. So I'm, not, I'm kind of feeling a little, little uneasy. Ooh, so you're not okay. So now i got to go all the way back down to Buda to pick up a prescription rod. Okay. So this is my day. So, and there I am. I'm in Buda, Texas. Buda, Texas, USA, America, my friend. <laughs> and I'm like, there's a Popeye's right over there. There's the Popeye's. I'm doing it. Oh. So I actually drive over there. And the line is around the corner. <laughs> And my stomach is still uneasy, and I'm like, I'm not doing that. Not wise. I'm not doing it. Not, not the spicy chicken. Not the spicy chicken. My stomach's chicken. already turning knots. No. I'm out. Yeah. So I, can, you can just hear judge this. That's a grown man decision right there. So I called my friend. One of my favorite places in Butte is a little place called Garcia's. And so I ordered uh, some to-go tortilla soups, two of them, <laughs> two big ones. Big ones, dog. It had the pico in it. And I went home and uh, brought one for my wife and for me. And so I, I, I went to the oh, window. Man. Like, I picked it up at the pickup window. I ordered oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, I will I will. Is that vouch. a drive-through window or a pickup No, window? you can't drive through. you got to oh, walk up to it. You, but you can park right in the front, walk up to Garcia's, a little, little place right there on Main Street in Buda. Okay. Picked up my tortilla soups. All right. Went home, and, man, my belly felt that good after that. That doesn't count at all. Um, that does. <laughs> I didn't think I'm it was I'm going to agree with Ty. That is, it was that in a bag. A like, it came in, like, a plastic bag. They had the, they had, they yeah. had the, 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 the salsa uh. in there. They had chips in there, like little tortilla chips and bags. Yeah. That's called it takeout. Was, it was like, it was fast food. No. Okay, it was takeout. That's exactly right. Thank you, Ty. It's takeout. That's not fast big, food. Big, difference. Uh, big difference. But it was damn good. <laughs> and I would, Riley, if you've never had the tortilla soup at Garcia's in downtown beauty, you need to do that. I like I'm, I'm, first of all, I love tortilla soup. I'm a big fan. So it it's is my favorite, really. It's my favorite kind of soup. Me too. My favorite kind of soup is tortilla soup. Uh, but everybody's got a different kind. But you're right. I'm sure I got to try. I said Garcia's. What is it? Garcia's. Yep. Garcia's. All right. I'll keep that in mind. Now oh, they yeah. they have uh, other ones called Casa Garcia's, oh, which is the say. same family. But yeah, the, but this is I think the original. It's in right. In, it's in an old house in downtown Buda. Oh, I love a little house. That's it's really good to dine food. in too if you want to. They got a patio. It's a good spot. Okay. Good spot. It's right, right there so on that, down, right down. But you still have it. So when is fast? You're not gonna. I don't eat, know. You're not gonna eat fast food then. Just, <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I'll try. Uh, but uh, no, if your stomach's not feeling right, fast food is definitely right. not the way to go. And of course, especially the, Popeyes of all the spicy chicken. And of course, as an impatient uh, ADD person, I wasn't sitting in line at the. Uh, the Popeyes. The Popeyes. It I just, like I just stood in line at. Oh, I'm not. I don't have that. I, I, my, well, my, now unless they gotta cook the chicken, Ty. You, everybody's been to Popeyes. Like, sorry guys, we cooking some chicken. Like y'all cooking chicken. Y'all are Popeyes. How y'all run out of chicken that's cooked? Come on, no, what yeah. else y'all doing I, back there? I, I used to I go to the, the Popeyes. They go to the Popeyes in Westlake, and they'd straight up be like, "Yeah, we're out of chicken." And I was like, "It's noon. On, it's <laughs> noon on Thursday. Like, how are y'all out of chicken? Like, we got some biscuits." That's so funny. Y'all are that so big, that was uh, my day, and I did try. I made the attempt, Ty, and I just stood in line. You know, another place where it's you got to stand in long lines is the prescriptions with the pharmacy. Uh, God, that takes forever. Yeah, yeah, that does. That you t- get there in well, a rush, man. Well, you know, no, I want them to be careful. I right? do too. Get I'm not right. rushing them. Take your time back there. I need you to double check, triple well, check, quadruple check. Yeah, the pharmacist has to come approve everything. <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah, please. So I was already that. having to try my patient. I had to, as I hear Don Miller say all the time, pack your patients. Because I had to drive from, from far west, I'll do to Buda, traffic. My patients were tested. My stomach, belly was grumbling. Your stomach was rumbling. So I got some soup. Yeah, good for you. But it was good soup. 
It was really good soup. Good quality soup. Chicken in there, tortillas. It was dang good. Avocado. I love it. It was good. Pico. Uh, good choice by me. Happy with my choice. happy with my choice. I sir. think I think you made a smart choice. Thank you, sir. Yes. Hey, let's get to the headlines quickly, and then Rod's got a rant, and we'll talk about this Carissa Thompson story, the update on the peanut allergy story. We've got a lot today. Let's get to uh, the top top news. All right, Top Gun Rentals and Lauderdale bring you the top stories. Longhorns, uh, seventh ranked in the country, making their first road trip outside the state of Texas since early September when they went to Alabama. They'll head to Ames, Iowa tomorrow night for a critical matchup with Iowa State. Quinn Ewers back and in command of the Texas offense, but a solid ground game will still be paramount for a win in Ames for the Longhorns. The Cyclones have the third best rush defense in the conference. Longhorns, of course, will be without their best running back, Jonathan Brooks, who has nearly 1,500 yards from scrimmage through 10 games. He's no longer available with that knee injury. Rushing load shifts to freshman standout C.J. Baxter, along with sophomores Jaden Blue, Savion Red, and senior Keelan Robinson for head coach Steve Sarkeesian. You know, these guys work really hard, too. They've been training since January, too. And so now making sure that they're putting themselves in the best position to be successful. Um, you know, we're fortunate in that CJ really started the, the year four. So I think his level of comfort, him being healthy, is, is big for us. Keelan's been exposed to a lot of football. Um, I think Jaden Blue's been chomping at the bit for his opportunities, and, and Savion's been in some critical moments for us. So, you know, our offense is going to remain our offense. Um, and uh, like I said, I think we're fortunate we have some guys that have some experience. That game kicks tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. Weather forecast pretty optimal for mid-November in Iowa. Clear skies, temperatures in the mid-40s expected. Major twist in college football's uh, and the Big Ten's investigation into the alleged sign-stealing at Michigan. Uh, yesterday, official word from the Big Ten Conference that they have uh, and Jim Harbaugh, the head coach of Michigan, have resolved their pending litigation. And Harbaugh will accept his three-game ban through the end of the regular season while the conference has agreed to close its investigation. So Harbaugh won't be on the sidelines for tomorrow's game with Maryland or the Ohio State game the following week in Ann Arbor. The NCAA investigation into the program will continue. News from College Station. According to Kirk Bowles of the Austin American Statesman, Texas A&M Athletic Director Ross Bjork interviewed UTSA head coach Jeff Trello this week for the Aggies head coaching vacancy. According to the report, Bjork, who uh, is heading that search for, for replacement to Jimbo Fisher, interviewed Trailer for about 90 minutes on a Zoom call. Duke head coach Mike Elko is a defense coordinator at A&M before going to Duke. is considered a strong candidate as well. NFL, huge win for the Ravens last night on Thursday Night Football. They beat Cincinnati 34-20 to to improve to 8-3. and They complete a head-to-head sweep with the Bengals in that division. Bengals now 5-5. Five and five. And Joe Burrow, their quarterback, suffered a sprained right wrist in the first half, was unable to return. He will be reevaluated today. Cross your fingers in Cincy. Uh, in the second round of the Texas High School playoffs kickoff tonight, both Lake Travis and Westlake facing San Antonio teams in 6A Division One. Cavs will be at Bobcat Stadium in San Marcos to play San Antonio Johnson. Chaparrales will be at Matador Stadium in Seguin to face San Antonio Reagan at 730. And 6A Division Two, McNeil faces Cibolo Steel at Rattler Stadium in San Marcos. Dripping Springs plays tomorrow afternoon facing Converse Judson down in Converse. Also tonight, Cedar Park meets Angleton and Waller. LBJ heads to Waco ISD Stadium to face Huntsville. Rouse will meet Port Natchez Groves and Katie and the Crockett Cougars won their first playoff game since the mid-90s last week. They're going to play Montgomery Lake Creek in Giddings. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Double up discounts this month by getting 5% off any rental or purchase of steel outdoor power equipment by donating two non-perishable food items from Capital Area Food Bank. TopGun.net will shoot you straight. Yeah, I love that basically Michigan went through the stages of grief as a program in regards to their response to the sign-stealing scandal and allegations. They First, they denied it, right? They First, they just decided, they were like, uh, nope, uh, it didn't happen. This is all fake news. 
Um, and then it kind of went from, well, it's not a big deal if it did happen because, you know, this happens all the time. Everybody's stealing signs, that kind of stuff. And then it kind of went to the anger, all right, because then they started pointing fingers. Like you said, they started pointing fingers at Ohio State. Like, hey, well, well Ohio State, they do it too. And these other schools, they do it too. Uh, that was kind of them bargaining. <laughs> well, everybody's doing this kind of stuff. Um, and then there was kind of a depression phase. This is when everybody thought Jim Harbaugh was dying. The coach goes on television, starts crying, dropping F-bombs. It's like the, <laughs> you know, I mean, the Jim Harbaugh tributes and we're being persecuted. We're America's team. It's like, hold on, what's going on? That was the depression phase of the stages of grief. And now finally, what's the last phase? Acceptance. Final stage of grief. You know what? We're just going to accept. It's, it's, yeah, I guess we might have done something wrong here. Just going to accept the penalty which is the three-game suspension. So good for them. We watched them actively and openly, though, go through these stages of grief in front of us. Remember, they threatened litigation for a while. They were going to sue. Nope, none of that's happening. Now, just acceptance. Well, good for I, them. They had to work through it. Yeah, you know, okay. whether it seemed all fake to me anyhow. The whole thing seemed way overblown because the penalty wasn't even that bad. I mean, oh. what, what Michigan was given was really just Tony Petiti doing something <laughs> to appease the other members yeah. of the conference that, hey, we did something. Which we, which, we, which we probably shouldn't have done. I think the one case Michigan had a case for was due process. Like, you can't punish us until the investigation's done. But the Big Ten clearly said, oh, we got plenty to punish you now. Yep. We'll, we'll let the investigate. The, the NCAA will continue to investigate. They'll get to the deep dive bottom of it, we hope. Um, but Michigan has a chance to win a national championship. And will that forever be tainted? You know, that'll now be dependent on you know, the NCAA's investigation that will come out subsequent to this. But it does feel like they have a lot already. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see where that goes. Yeah, we can actually get into the Sark sound. Sark was asked about this as well. He had a long, passionate kind of. Do you want to do that at the bottom of the hour? Yeah, we can do that at the bottom of the hour. Because right now we've got to get to your yeah. rant. Let's get yeah. to Rod's rant of the day. We do two a day every uh, during our five-hour conversation. Let's hit it. Rod's rant of the day is brought to you by Apple Leasing, the easiest and safest way to get a new car, any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and experience how easy it is. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's oh, you've got it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. Okay, um, first of all, before we get into some Dallas Cowboys talk, I want to give Dak some props before we do that. Because, you know, Dak, if he continues to play like this, not saying he is, but if he continues to play like he has in the last four games, Dak's going to be in the MVP conversation. Sure. Matter of fact, if he does this for another two games, he's going to be in the MVP conversation. Because he's on, as he pointed out, he might be on close to the best run as a statistically as a passer that we've seen from Dak ever, actually. In these last four games. I'll get into some of that here in a second. But first, uh, I want to throw out this piece of audio because I think it's so cool. So, uh, CeeDee Lamb, uh, you know, CeeDee Lamb's having part of Dak's ascent and that big Dak energy is that now they're just force-feeding the football to CeeDee Lamb. Um, He played the sound a couple weeks ago uh, asking CeeDee Lamb what the identity of the offense is. And he said he didn't know. Well, now the identity of the offense is get it to CeeDee Lamb. Him. Right? He, he is him. Uh, and, yeah, he is the identity, right, of the offense right now. Uh, he's having a great season. He's last three games, he's got 500 receiving yards in the last three games, 34 receptions, 17 receptions of 15-plus yards, and four total touchdowns. Just right now playing like an all-pro. I mean, it's really the only receivers that are in his, in his class right now are A.J. Brown and Tyreek Hill. That's it. That's it. 
That's the only players right now in the NFL at the wide receiver position playing as well as CeeDee Lamb is right now. And he may be playing better than them because he's the only receiver in NFL history with at least 10 receptions and 150 receiving yards in three straight games. Now, to get that record, to get that, uh, you know, <laughs> achievement, um, the, the Cowboys apparently knew about this on the sideline. They knew they were close to it. And they made it a priority, all right, a team priority and all, as a group to make sure that CeeDee Lamb got the record. So when players tell you they don't care about stats, don't listen to them. Because <laughs> this is a prime example of, oh, no, not only are they aware of the stats, they care about the stats. Uh, listen to this little nugget of audio. He got to get 150, and he breaks the franchise record for most consecutive 10 catches, 150 oh, yards. Eight yards. Eight yards. He already got 10 catches. He got, got four catches already. No, he's got nine catches. So this will be it. One catch. One catch, four. nine yards. Nice pass. He did first. Yeah, because you catch it, he off. Yeah. I'm going back in. Hey, hey I'm not going, but hey, I'm not going, but they got you. Rush. They need another short pass to Lamb. He throws it on the right side to Lamb, who might be He's enough yards. It. it is. That might be enough yards. Lost good it. for them. Got it. Got it. Oh, 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 He's you can cut it off, Ty. Yeah, but that was Dak and the offense on the sideline discussing how uh, they were going to make sure that CeeDee Lamb got the record. And remember, Cooper Rush goes in there because Dak was out by then because they were blowing they were blowing him out. They was, it was <laughs> smashing. Uh, but they wanted to give him the record. So I thought it was pretty cool because we went from a few weeks ago, CeeDee Lamb openly complaining about being open and not getting the football to now them force-feeding him to the point where, hey, we need to get him the football to get this record for, for, for CeeDee Lamb. And honestly, I think it is, it is an example of really kind of a, a microcosm of what has really added some, some much-needed juice to the Cowboys' offense. So throwing it out there. So let's talk about Dak Prescott for a second and what he has accomplished in the last four games. And, you know, he, and he said it. He's playing the best football that he said he's ever seen. Statistically, um, the stats and an, analytics would back up E's. Uh, I test that this is the best four game stretch potentially that we've ever seen Dak Prescott play. Now, since I'll just give a couple of stats and uh, superlatives here. Since week seven, uh, since that week seven bye, you know, he leads the NFL in uh, passing yards and touchdowns in that time span. In the last four games for Dak Prescott, 72% completion percentage, 9.6 yards per attempt. He's got over 1,300 passing yards and a 125 passer rating. And he's got 14 total touchdowns, 12 passing, two rushing, and two interceptions. In the previous five games, he only had, a, and that's actually one more game, he had only a thou, over 1,000 yards passing, 1,061, four passing touchdowns, and four interceptions with a 70 passer rating. This is when we're all talking about how the Texaco's offense is broken. It looked like it may be irreparably broken. Um, but now the Cowboys have in since week seven. So from week seven to week 10, Cowboys have the second most 15 plus yard plays behind only the 49ers in that time span. 
Um, and like I said, they've modernized the offense a ton, and they've done it with a lot of different concepts. They they're um, they're move basically they're they're moving Dak around a little bit more. Dak's using his legs a lot more. I think that's intentional. That's from Dak too. Um, Dak's been under center less for some reason. He was under center more uh, in weeks one through five. The pre-snap motion rates have gone through the roof. Um, since the bye, the Cowboys are eighth in pre-snap motion rate. They were 14th prior to the bye. If you go look at their um, three-by-one sets and their bunt sets, that is also increased for the Cowboys. Uh, their three-by-one sets and bunt sets have now increased. Uh, the Cowboys, now you go look at it, they're one of the, the, the leaders. Uh, they're like a uh, top 10 in the NFL in bunt sets and in three-by-one sets. So it just kind of modernized a lot of concepts. And Dak. He's playing more. Uh, he's playing with a lot more um, confidence, and looks like the Texaco's offense is going to be a pass-first offense. Even though I know that Mike McCarthy said they were going to run the football, they really can't run the football right now. Uh, Tony Pollard's not playing well. I'll give you a, a sad stat for Cowboys fans. You're not going to like it. Tony Pollard. He Ugh. is averaging fewer yards per touch than Zeke Elliott. Right dream now. killer. It's a dream killer on your fantasy team, Tony Pollard. 4.4 yards per touch. Should have taken Dak. <laughs> you should have taken Dak. Should have taken the big Dak energy. Yeah, Dak's, Dak's balling right uh, now, man. Well, so. look, and you, you, talk about what you started at with Rant with his you know, candidacy for the MVP, and it's kind of fun to have the Texans and the Cowboys with C.J. Stroud and Dak Prescott playing like two of the best quarterbacks in all of football uh, as we head in towards Thanksgiving. But think about this, to your point, if he continues to play this. And look, it, this was against – the, the, the games I'm talking about, when they came out of their bye week, clearly they worked on a lot of things that you talked about in their bye week that you spotted ahead of the bye week, and they really went to work on them. They've come out blazing. Um, you know, The Rams are not a good team, but the Rams still have Aaron Donald and some really good defensive players. They shredded that team. And then he did the same thing to the Philadelphia Eagles on a Sunday night, who were a damn good football team at 8-1, and one, you know, best, only one lost team in the league. And they lost that game, but he played great. And then last week against the Giants, he put up big numbers. So, you know, because techs are coming in saying that those are inflated against bad teams. Well, that's true, but here's the deal. He, he, play, he it, played like that against Philly, too. Listen to this. This Carolina game on Sunday, well, you know, he'll put up big numbers against the Panthers, I would imagine. But then he gets three straight primetime games, Rod, to really catapult himself into this conversation. Because they play middle of the day on Thanksgiving against Washington, which everybody will watch. It's always one of the highest rated games of the year because it's Thanksgiving. And it's the middle of the day. Everybody's either eating or about to eat. Then they play Seattle in a primetime Sunday night game or Thursday night game, Rod, the next Thursday. So they play Thursday and Thursday. They, they play the Thursday afternoon game. Then they play Seattle on a Thursday night game, November 30th. Then they play Philadelphia on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. So three straight primetime. Then after Philadelphia, they go to Buffalo. Then they go to Miami. So if he's going to win the MVP, he's going to earn it. And he has a chance to play in huge, meaningful games. It's kind of like winning the Heisman Trophy, right? You want to play in big, meaningful games and big moments? You need that Heisman moment. Dak's, Dak gets five in a row, yeah, and three of them are in, t- in prime time. Yeah. No, like I said, you can, I mean, I'm not disagreeing that you could argue that the competition is, you know, obviously not e- elite, uh, but there's no doubt about his performance, though. Hey, Dak's playing at the, one of the highest levels for a quarterback. Yeah, I've seen Dak play against game. Arizona and not look very good. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, like, okay, that's not an elite team either, but he didn't look very good. He didn't look very good. And, but, and in that game, he had the highest QBR – um, for any quarterback in any game this season. So, like I said, yes, the Giants are terrible, but there have been other quarterbacks that will play the Giants. They ain't played that well. No, that's right. He's, he's just playing. And his, his QBR right now, I think, is third in the NFL right now. So, he's in his passer rating is top five. He's just playing at a really high level. That's what I'm saying. But I agree with E. 
he'll have a chance to really supplant himself in that MVP conversation because they don't have a running game. And much like C.J. Stroud, which I'll get into his MVP candidacy uh, coming up next and next Raj rant, but he, you know, Dak is going to have a chance to prove himself on the big stage because he'll have those marquee games. And if he plays anything like he's playing right now, he's going to be in the MVP conversation because there's not a front runner. There really isn't right not now. Not this year. That's so not C.J. Stroud's in it too. Yeah, there's no front runner, man. Well, and that's how you become a front runner, right? You put up huge games in the biggest moments, and because they got to win, you, they got to win though. Right. You can't well, lose to Philly and well, that's San right. Those big games well, look, I mean, well. um, it's, it's a, you know, he's put himself in a position now the way he's playing. He can play his way right into it, or he can play his way right out of it. I mean, that's that's obviously what those games are about, and that's you know that's the trajectory though you're just pointing out. Yeah. All right, we'll come back. We'll hear Steve Sarkeesian talking about how to solve sign stealing. He had an impassioned and uh, lengthy conversation. Pretty, seems pretty simple, too. I think he's spot on. We'll also hit some bullish or BS for the end of the hour. Uh, and we're going to get an in, Iowa State insider, former player at Iowa State, who's now doing great media. He'll help us preview Texas-Iowa State. We're jam-packed on a Friday. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. All right, uh, pretty much getting crushed for my lack of fast food. I tried to pawn off some Garcia's tortilla soup as fast food last night, Rod. Somebody said, get this man a patty melt. <laughs> Seriously, man. You, you know what? If I had had time. All those choices. Could I, I, can I say, because of the way that my day stacked up, if I could have had a patty melt like right at like 1 o'clock or one thirty when I was trying to have lunch, that would have been awesome. That would have been, yeah. that would have been clutch. But I window. didn't have time. Mr. The way the day stacked up, and then you know, I, I went through the whole thing. This is uh, sounding like an old man on the radio. Well, that's true. I am fifty-one next week or next mm, month, Rod. Yeah, I'm getting old. Nah. Epic fail, it says here. Well, that's true. People want uh, you to, to to explore the fast food, man. Uh, I would have in the daytime. I just couldn't at night. It said I had to wait in line to discount tire. How is that place so busy? Well, a lot of tires out there, Rod. Well, yeah, and cars, when the temperature drops, people don't realize you can just go obviously just fill up the air in the tire, but they, they the temperature drops and then the light goes on or their temperature you know, gauge, you know, obviously changes and then yes. they have to go in. They probably should don't need to go in, but. Yeah, that would be a pet peeve. You don't really sure. need to go to discount tire to have them put air in your tires. But I think some you, people think it's a leak. They oh, think it's a leak. Oh, because it's the, the thing comes because, on. Yeah, exactly, right there. Yes, it just shows you that, yeah, the. The gauge in the tire it, it goes off, but it only is because well, this is this is hot Tom. air. Hot air expands and cold air shrinks. So when it gets cold, then you may lose some air, but it's not necessarily a leak in your tire. Well, we learned that with Tom Brady and Deflategate, right? That was yes. his, that was his argument. Critical critical air theory, right, or whatever it was called. Whatever it is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That basically, I think that's it in a nutshell. It is. That's yeah. what he said. It's all got yeah. cold. That's why the balls got deflated. There you go. Oh, by the way, if you want to discount tire, just make an appointment online. Way easier. You're right about that. Yeah, the appointments online are way easier. You walk right in, boom. That's a, that's a cheat code for a lot of things. If you're, you know, just make an appointment, they'll usually make get you right to the front. Yes. Okay, yep. so put some respect on Dak's name, it says. Do it without a running game. That's Big true. Big Dak energy. Yeah, he's doing it with no running game. That's important because that's why C.J. Stroud, what he's doing is so amazing. They just had kind of a breakout performance from their running game in that last game. But uh, before that, they had no semblance of a running game at all. And a makeshift mash unit O-line. And, yes, C.J. Stroud was still setting rookie records. 
So. All right, so a lot of topics this morning. Michigan and their uh, feud with the Big Ten seems to be resolved for now. NCAA will take control of the investigation moving forward. Jim Harbaugh will not coach. By the way, Big Blue, Michigan going for their 1,000th program win tomorrow. Of course. 1,000th program <laughs> win. Of course. That makes sense. Also talking about this F1 race in Vegas that seems like a mess, and they've already shut down the overnight practices because of a manhole cover. Like, literally, when you see this video, Rod, I'll retweet it. When you see this video of uh, of, of – these speeding F1 car, what did these cars cost? A billion dollars or something oh, to make? Right. Hitting a manhole cover that popped up, obviously sucked it up, like the, the pressure. It's like, it's, it's like on Back to the Future. It went Back to the Future. It's like <laughs> all the sparks. sparks yeah, it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> like special effects or something? And somewhere the car owner's going, that's a billion-dollar car. What are we doing? Why are we on city streets? This is crazy. I'm with you. Yeah, it, it does seem crazy, but like I said, there. All the different leagues. Now you're talking about even international sports entities know we gotta be in Vegas, and this is they're forcing it. They're going, and I, this is not. Is this gonna be an annual thing? That's why they're doing so much like work for it because they're gonna do this annually. I, I think that's the plan. It'll okay. be the end of the year race. That makes sense but, though. Uh, they, can do they, it can, annually. they can they can change that. This says using no time as an excuse for not eating fast food. That seems like an oxymoron. Well, it's true. No, I, I said you may have missed. I would have eaten fast food for dinner, but then I ate so. I scarfed down lunch because I was busy, mm-hmm. uh, lunch from home, and then I had a little bit of an upset tummy. So, it, that, you made so it I got some soup. Don't go to Popeye's asking for salad and soup. They'll <laughs> oh. laugh you out of there. Get out of here. I will so. do it at some point. Quit but, cracking uh, joke. Get also wanted here. to mention this, Rod, dude, to clear up, not clear up, but bring some more clarity to a story we talked about last week. You know, Lake Travis will play in the you know second round of the state playoffs tonight in football. But we talked about the story that you know kind of surfaced on Facebook, and then some local news stations picked it up of a of a Lake Travis player. Um, oh yeah, the peanut. Where were two players uh, on his own team who found out he had a peanut allergy and stacked his locker with peanuts? And it's an ugly story. Um, and so Shauna Manon, disgusting, uh, is the mother, and this is the mother the, of the young man. There was a school board meeting of the Lake Travis ISD school board this week, Wednesday. Mother, of perpetrator, or victim. Mother of the of the of the kid who was okay. you know yes. attacked essentially. Yeah. Uh, she spoke and said her son told a couple of teammates in his fo- on his football team that he has an allergy to peanuts and it could kill him if he were to touch them. Or um, wow! And of course, they, as we talked about, the two boys wow. drove to the high school then, like once finding that out, and filled his cleats with peanuts, his locker and his uniform with peanuts. She said when her son opened the locker to get his uniform, the peanuts started falling out and falling on him. What the hell? Uh, he said he said he's, her son set everything down and left in shock. Uh, then notice hives starting to develop on his arms. Fortunately, um, you know they were able to get some medication for him, and he was okay. Uh, earlier this month, the district sent parents a letter explaining the incidents that students were addressed, but did not specify how, due to privacy laws, the Lake Travis ISD board members could not provide comment at this time. So I'm assuming there's, you know, some type of civil. Oh, something yeah. coming, and rightfully no so. Where our debate was around the team, and, and the reports and the were there was a two-game suspension for the for players. The That's ridiculous. Agreed. Which means they're going to be playing in the playoffs. Tomorrow night, or tonight. Yeah. Tonight, yeah. yeah. No, that's that's a you know, bullish or BS coming up. We're still calling BS on that. Uh, they, uh, those young guys can't be on that team. Uh, how are they still in the school, Rod? I mean, I, yeah, that's a different issue altogether. But as a coach, I probably would have been like, nah, man, y'all can't be on the team. Y'all got you can work your way back well, on the that, team, maybe well, earn it next season. But right now, I don't know if you can be trusted to have your your teammates back. Yeah. Right? Like, you, you didn't have to – that was – you had ill intent. Like your intent Premeditated was to do, intent. to do harm. Not to pr- – prank. pranks happen. I'm just – but that uh, – that was – you crossed the line. That was not prank behavior. Well, or that you're was, just really stupid. 
one of the two. Yeah. That, or you know or mean, just that, mean, right? That'd be or punished both. for any of those. Yeah, All just, those <laughs> things. Lacking empathy of yeah. any kind. Yeah. I mean, that's where you say if the parents of those kids who did that need to have their kids – you know, talk yeah, to somebody. Talk to somebody. Talk to somebody. Yeah, that's, go get some therapy. Some I mean, help. that's like, what, what What? in the world? Yeah. Uh, you, you heard that, and your reaction was, hey, let's drive over and put peanuts in his locker because he could die. Uh, that's, that's that's not a prank. That's, that's, yeah. as a, as that's a, a crime. It's not a prank. That's a crime. As a father of children, as Mike Gundy would say, yeah. uh, that, that I would have my kids in some counseling at that point. This is my, my opinion. I'm not telling anybody how to parent, but – if one of my kids was a part of that, there would be some serious counseling going on. Uh, yeah, I, and I think there probably needs to be mandated uh, counseling and therapy for those Jeez. young men, uh, and probably for everybody involved. Actually, now because now there's trauma yeah, with well, the and, with the young with the, the guy with the young uh, kid who has the peanut allergy. And let's hope He's for traumatized. those. Let's hope for those players that it was just you know they senseless and not thinking and a prank and thought it'd be funny when it's not. Uh, maybe they thought about it a little more, but in real time they shouldn't be playing football. But you know, or you know, some would say even in that school because they have the alternative learning centers where you can go to you know, other schools. Yeah. And, but you know, that's up to Lake Travis ISD. That's up to Hank Carter and the football team. But uh, uh, that's my opinion. I think you agree with me on that. We'll have bullish or BS for the top of the hour. Uh, we won't get to this Sark sound right now. We'll do it coming up re- later on, Rod, and behind the burn orange curtain or somewhere else. But can I play this? This is the Carissa Thompson story that went viral. And this we heard it yesterday in Bullisher B in our uh, in our what the fact segment, and you were I mean like yeah. what? Yes, so here's Carissa here's Carissa Thompson. Now I think most people who watch football know her. She's on Fox. Uh, she's been at ESPN. Now she does sidelines on with one of the main crews. So she was on an interview with uh, one of the shows on Barstool, and they were interviewing her. She's got a podcast now that she does with Aaron Andrews that's very popular. And she's very liked, but here's what she said about uh, her role on the sideline reporting side of her job at Fox. I haven't been fired for saying it, but I'll say it again. I would make up the report sometimes because, A, the coach wouldn't come out at halftime or it was too late. And I was like, I didn't want to screw up the report. So I was like, I'm just going to make this up because, first of all, no coach is going to get mad if I say, hey, we need to stop. Uh, hurting ourselves we needed to be better on third down we yep. need to stop turning the ball Pressure over the quarterback we need, yeah exactly <laughs> and and do a better job of getting off the field like they're not going to correct me on that right. so i'm like it's fine i'll it, just make up the report it would be very funny wow rod she Man. can't be a sideline reporter anymore yeah i and mean a, that's grounds to fire somebody i mean you're, you're she can still work at fox and do other things she can't do that but, job but your journalistic credibility and integrity is gone it's done you do it just admit you make up stuff <laughs> You're supposed to be reporting so the segment the goes well. <laughs> yeah, like that is. I don't know if there's a bigger breach of your journalistic like, integrity. That's that's literally right. It's what you do. That's what you do. And of course, that got out, and uh, all the, the, oh. the sideline reporters, college football, pro football, were like, no, 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 no. That doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. They yeah. were really, really it's upset. A, it's, a hard, it's a hard job. It's, you did it, Rod. For it's two a hard years. job. Yeah, you actually. That's what makes the job tough. Is actually trying to find that ninety seconds with the coach and not offend him with your question because he's already aggravated and he doesn't want to talk and he's in a rush and you're just trying to get that little nugget of information to help the audience get a a better view and be more informed and more knowledgeable about what they're watching and you take it seriously and it matters you're trying to get that coach you also got your own notes and stuff you're trying to get you're actually trying to avoid getting hit by the action and stay out of the damn way because they don't want you in the way but you got to be yeah, in the trying way trying to knock your run over trying to get run over and also pay attention to what's going in the game take your own notes and throw in your own nuggets well you know this it is right. not an easy game it's not i mean you're trying to talk to 
field, but you're you're the listening to the booze, in your ear, and they're yeah. in your ear. Hey, get this guy. What's going on with this? What's going on? Yeah, it's not. What's even. up with the injury, man? You got the injury, and that's essentially yeah. what all these side like. Because and and several of them said said the another quiet part out loud. Look, people already see us as kind of eye candy, and uh, especially the ladies. That we're not, do it. Yeah, that we're not. Yeah. You know, know anything about football? We work hard to disprove that. And one comment like that is like, oh yeah, they all make it up. That's exactly right. That's yeah. what they all do. Well, think about Fox is in a spot here. Well. You know, Fox News, they make stuff up all the time. Anyhow, uh, all the networks do <laughs> it. Opinion-based. Like, oh, man, it doesn't opinion, matter what side of the – Opinion-based. Opinion-based. It's entertainment, right? It, well, there, there are no news channels anymore, no matter. You just tune into you what you want to hear, right? That's, I think that Whatever your, for, your uh, political spectrum is, you can find one. I think that's the entire the landscape media <laughs> now. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> They'll say what I want to hear. As your timeline is your timeline. That's now. right. I'm going to pick that one. Uh, but, you know, but she works for Fox. That's the problem. Uh, so they're going to do a game this week, and the the, the booth's going to say, "Let's throw it down to Carissa do we know Thompson." What game she's doing? Do we know? Hey, Carissa, is this a real report or is this <laughs> fake? <laughs> I would. I honestly. Oh, I don't, what do you do? Do you do you just fire or do you that just? It becomes very awkward this Sunday. I, I suspend her. I think you got to do something. I would suspend her. I would just. I, I would take that seriously if I was the broadcast network. That's, you can't just gloss over that. She said she said it before, too. And She's she didn't like, get fired. She didn't get fired, so maybe they don't care. Well, that, that didn't go viral. Yeah, and this one Wherever happens. she said it, maybe she said it on her podcast with Aaron Andrews and it really didn't, didn't blow yeah. up. Um, but, you know, because you know, Aaron Andrews does that, too. I don't know what she said in that because that's what they do. That They're both yeah. do the same job. And now, they're going, now all these – they'll be asked about it. Now oh, these, 100%. All the sideline reports, like, hey, do you, did you ever do that? Do you ever make up reports? I'm sure now they'll be like, yeah. Hey, 100%. Uh, all right, that so that's uh, out there this morning. That's a broadcasting conversation. We've also that. got Big Ten and Jim Harbaugh. We've got John Harbaugh's Ravens with a big win. Steve Sarkeesian and Longhorns getting ready for Iowa State. Hey, Rod, coming up uh, after Bulletin BS and after the top of the hour, uh, Jeff Woody's going to join us. Jeff Woody is a former running back at Iowa State, now doing great media up there in Des Moines and Ames. Nice. We'll talk to him about uh, we always like to get an Iowa State insider, the opponent insider. That'll be coming right after the top of the hour. Let's hook him up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook him up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Bullish or BS time on Hook Him Up with Ian Rod B. Yes, sir. Rod Bullish or BS on this Longhorn game uh, at Iowa State tomorrow night. Uh, are you feeling bullish? Or are you feeling a little, a little queasy, uneasy? Where are we about a day uh, and a half out? No, I think the Longhorns will win. I just think it will end up being settled in the fourth quarter. Um, I think Longhorn fans will like it to be a game that Longhorns can win in a more you know, dominating fashion. They get some style points for the college football playoff committee. I just don't think that's the – the DNA of this team. I just don't think that's who they are. I think next year maybe they could be that kind of team. Not saying they won't have that kind of performance, but looking at the sample size we have now, which is, you know, we got only two games left in the season, so we got ten games with sample size. They are the team that has stretches of brilliance, and they have these lapses and these kind of lulls as well, but they have them in the same game, and they just they make – clutch plays in critical moments. And I don't see that changing because that really hasn't changed. That's been them since the Bama game, the Wyoming game. 
hell, even the Rice game. And I just think, and it's been the case with them three of the last four games. I think that's really who they are. Nothing wrong with that. They're flawed, like at most teams. And I think once again that that will materialize and come to fruition on the field. Because and on the road, you know, injury to Jonathan Brooks, a lot of things will play a role. But I think it'll be a tight game and come down to a fourth quarter, and they may have to make clutch plays in critical moments again. But I trust this team to do so because that's what they've been doing. Yep. Well, uh, that would be the test, right? And and, and the, the one thing that you know Matt Campbell's message to his team is is physicality, be mm-hmm. tougher than them. Yep. You know, you know, five star culture beats three star. Well, how was that five star culture with your uh, gambling scandal that was going on in your program, Coach? Hey now. Uh, but either way. Uh, but I think Texas has dispelled the myth about the physicality now. I mean, they can go toe-to-toe physically with anybody. Uh, Alabama, K-State, uh, you know, just bring it. We'll, we'll punch you right back and maybe harder. But it's, as you said, it's the mentality part. It's the four quarters of mental focus and mental toughness that exactly. they still have to get to. They're getting better because it, it was bad last year. It was terrible the year before. And Sark, how about his? We, I know we'll hear him coming up in behind the burnt orange curtain talking from his media availability yesterday. But he, tall, he called the game the last time they went to Ames – uh, Bo Davis rant ensued after that on the bus. Oh yeah, he called it the scene of the crime, mm. the back to the scene of the crime, Rod, where he really felt like the culture rift <coughs> was most revealed for them, mm-hmm. oh, like yeah. of who was buying in and who was not, and who needed to stay with the program and who needed to go, essentially. Uh, and that game, that second half, and then the aftermath of it, kind of revealed itself. Of, okay, these these are the guys that are you know, paying lip service to what we're talking about, and these guys that are actually buying in. And there was a lot of thought that it was a guy like Roshan Johnson who really led the player side of, hey, guys, we're going with this guy. Uh, We're going with these coaches. Mm -hmm. You're either going to come with us or you're going to go. And I remember last year on senior day when Sark talked about Roshan and was citing, um, you know, that was really big for him because they needed a player to, you know, the coaches can say all they want. Bo Davis can can rant all they want. They needed a player in that locker room who's respected yep. to step up and start saying it. And it sounded like it was Roshan Johnson, uh, one of the leads. And now there's a bunch of those guys, right? Mm-hmm. And they've kind of cleaned out those that weren't buying in, the kind of me guys. And that's fine. They're off probably playing somewhere else. Uh, but that's led to the scene of the crime there, Rod, led to where they are now, where, again, they're they're getting there. They're winning close games but they've got to figure out how to play mentally focused for four quarters. Yeah, uh, and like I said, I, I don't think that's who they are. <laughs> I know everybody's like, you're still waiting on that. that uh, yeah, but like I said, look at the sample size. The sample size will tell you who they are, and this is who they are. So like I said, I'm, like I've been predicting the last three, four games, I say, I'm predicting fourth quarter comes down to them having to make clutch plays in critical moments, and I trust them to be able to do that. I'm not expecting this team to be something they are not. This is why I enjoy watching them play football, which most Lohan fans right now are not enjoying watching their team play football because they're expecting them to be a four-quarter complete team, and they are not. They are not. And they won't be. They will win. Get the win. Get the dub. That's what matters. Survive in advance. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Text line, Texas Robin says, very bullish on this very young Texas volleyball team. Yeah, congrats to the volleyball team. Won their, uh, what, seventh consecutive Big 12 championship this week? Regular season? Nice. Good for them. Uh, Bullish or BS? Um, Are you bullish or BS on the Big 12 partnership with the WWE, all right, to have a custom-made championship title belt made for the Big 12 championship game MVP? Bullish or BS? MVP of the Big 12 title game will be given a a custom-made WWE championship belt so that they can, you know, they can show off. Woo! 
Ooh. I like that. Absolutely. Bullish? By the way, y'all yes. don't Oh, man, you, you've been. I'm bullish on it. I'm, I like bull, it. I'm bullish for Brett, sure. Brett Yarmark, man, he's just, he is, he is really wasting no opportunity to promote his league, the Big 12. I'm not saying that he's killed it at every, at every juncture, but you can tell this guy is a master of marketing. He's a master marketing mind. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, without a doubt. And there's also the, uh, you know, we got a riff right now between Paul Feinbaum and Ric Flair, Rod. What? Yeah, I'll tell you How about the that hell coming. Did that oh, I'll tell you. Uh, Come wrestling, on. wrestling coming to football. Hey, Paul Feinbaum, don't pick on Ric Flair, man. On Nature Boy, don't do it. Woo! Nature Boy's got <laughs> got people all over the place, including me. We'll be back. Hook him up with Ian Rod B. Rolls on. Our five-hour morning Friday conversation continues next.